0: Let's go talk about Michigan State football, Big Ten expansion. I want to get his pick on the Lions' win total before we're done. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports, heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. and our affiliate, The Game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. The huge show is heard weeknights at 6 p.m. How are you doing, Timmy?
1: Good, Bill. Thank you. Good to talk to you.
0: All right. With your friends inside, you know, East Lansing, Lansing, metro area, where you live, where you work, where you do TV – Uh, What are expectations for Michigan State football this year?
1: I think they're fully unknown, and I don't think there's much of a buzz around football simply because I think the public here reacts to what the media buzz is and because the way last season ended, uh, and perhaps because there were no significant coaching changes whatsoever on Mel Tucker's staff, uh, and I think a spring where, you know, there really wasn't a lot of buzz coming out of that. But more significantly, Bill, you know, they lost a couple of those guys in the portal in Thorne, You know, and Keon Coleman, and they lost some other key guys. And I think when you keep having stories that are more negative than they are positive, that tends to, you know, beat you down a bit. Plus, the fact in the AP poll released today, they got to play five of the top 25 ranked teams. Those rankings may or may not be accurate, but for the sake of argument, let's just say there are some games on that schedule that I think people think are going to be tough for them to win.
0: So I'm thinking four and eight, you know, five and seven-ish. If uh, the quarterback and playmakers emerge on offense, it could be a six and six, sneak into a bowl season. I, I I know everyone's positive when fall camp begins and you get the camaraderie and everything. But my biggest question is why would Thorne and Keon Coleman leave? And people say, well, it was the money. Uh, no, no, no. State has some of the best boosters in the country, okay? They have their evergreen NIL program, and they were ahead of the curve, especially uh, in this state. I just wonder about player development. And I look, and he hit the jackpot with Walker, who changed uh, maybe his bank account and uh, the team immediately. So the question is, can, can, can Mel Tucker and his staff develop quality recruits and transfers?
1: Well, that's a big question. And to your point, you know, this is his fourth year. And it's basically been a one-player transition. I mean, where would they have been if Kenneth Walker had not played that one year at Michigan State? Everybody can answer that for themselves. But you can see what happened the moment he left. You can see what happened to Peyton Thorne the moment he left when he didn't have a running game that he could bail out on. Uh, in a lot of those games that took the pressure off of four. Look, I I, I think they're going to beat Central Michigan and Richmond. I don't know by how much they're two-touchdown favorite over Central. Central was 4-8 last year, so why are they going to be that much better, even though they've had a lot of time to prepare for this game? But, you know, I mean, it's Friday night, Labor Day weekend. It's opening night. Every opening game at night on Labor Day weekend, it doesn't matter who they're playing. It's a big deal there. They play like crazy. My guess is, Bill, when they get to 2-0 and and Washington comes in here, there'll be a buzz around. That's where you're going to get a buzz around here. It'll be that week just because they've won two games. And the media, to me, that covers Michigan State always gets wrapped up on anything they do that's relatively positive because they want to go with a flow on this. And I do think that there will be a buzz around the place playing Washington, assuming Washington is 2-0 and and the quarterback's not hurt for them and all that. That doesn't necessarily mean I think they're going to beat Washington, but you know miracles sometimes happen. And when you play those teams three time zones away, I, you know I, I've just seen crazier things happen. I got you know. And the other problem with evaluating all this stuff collegially across the board, and with this transfer portal, they got so many guys that nobody has ever seen play, and those coaches like you say, everybody's playing great, everybody's practicing great, well, until you see them play against somebody else who's also playing great, practicing great, where are we going to start? That's why I always like the first weekend of the season, because there's some intriguing matchups to me that you get that you anticipate, and certainly at Michigan State, you're anticipating the quarterback, I mean, he to me is the biggest story, you know, how is he going to be able, you know, to pick up where Thorne left off when he was playing at his best. I would think the first two games you could play quarterback and they could win those two games. But will he develop that? Will he get hurt that? You know, that's the other thing. You know, how are these guys going to get hurt? Are they going to get banked up? I see by the way that uh, Michigan quarterback Magnaberry he got hurt at Iowa Saturday. I don't think it's serious, but he did get nicked up. Well, you know, what if that happens and a guy can't play in some of these games? I hear this Hauser is a pretty good prospect at quarterback at practice. But again, when you ask these coaches, well, how's this guy playing? None of them are going to tell you, well, he's really way behind. You know, so he's really struggling. You don't hear that from any of those guys. So you have to play the games and then make up your own mind by what you see. I know you say four and eight. That wouldn't shock me, frankly. But that's assuming that all these other teams they're going to play, like Minnesota on the road, Iowa on the home, Nebraska on home, Indiana on the road. That those games that you think are going to be very possibly losable games end up, indeed, in the lost column, and that'll be the intrigue. I tell you what, if they are four and eight, you're going to hear grumbling around here. You're going to hear immediate grumbling around here. Believe me, if they are four and eight.
0: Tim Stout from Stout on Sports on the game seven thirty a.m. In Lansing weekday mornings. You hear him on the radio at ten a.m. TV guy also huge show is on 7.30 a.m. weeknights at 6 p.m. Before I let you go, I know we discuss Notre Dame a lot. I've had people tell me that Stanford looks like they will be added to the Big Ten. The question is, who will be that partner school? I think the Big Ten is making one more dream push towards Notre Dame. I think with the expanded playoff, I don't see them joining a conference full-time in football. I could be wrong, but that's where I kind of stand Then you wonder, will Cal, a great academic school, not a lot of sports value that they bring to the table. You do grab the San Francisco top five TV market. Now there's been the Virginia, but there might be a Virginia-Virginia tech deal. There's been the North Carolina conversation. So let's just say Stanford, who's out there right now, is one of the two to join the Big Ten in this next move relatively quick. That's why I think the schedule... For 2024, schedules hasn't been uh, delivered yet. Uh, Who would be that second school if Notre Dame says no? And is there any chance you think Notre Dame could shock the world and say yes?
1: I think a bigger shock, Bill, was if Stanford came to the Big Ten and Cal wasn't invited too. I mean, I think they're two peas in a pod. And uh, and I think where Cal would have a, a shot there is that the California legislature doesn't like the arrangement that UCLA has and already has told UCLA some of that media rights money is going right to California because they're two public universities. So if California came in at a very modest media rights of its own, it's very conceivable, in my opinion, that the California legislature will tell UCLA and Cal, you guys are splitting whatever the money is between the two of you. and then that. Takes care of that problem because that's been a problem. Because that legislature, if UCLA is going to go to the Big Ten, you got to give some of that media rights money uh, to Cal. Now I think, look, Bill, everybody's in a hold pattern right now. By tomorrow, I believe the ACC members, if they are going to leave, they got to let them know by tomorrow under the contract they have. I had two kids at Notre Dame. I just saw them both over the weekend at a family reunion in Columbus, in Ohio, and they steadfastly tell me there's no shot they're going to change from football. And even if they did. They are under a heavy contract with the ACC. they got to play five ACC non-conference games under their contract, which works well for the ACC. If they were in the league, they'd only be playing three and no more than four more games. And the ACC gets five Notre Dame games every single year, but they're not in there, so you can win a league title without having to beat Notre Dame. And I think everybody, as I understand it, thinks that arrangement works great because the ACC's got them, and every other sport is a full-time partner. So I don't see Notre Dame any way changing whatsoever. I think that'll hold. Cal Stanford, I'm not sure, because if there's only one more president in the ACC that's got a flip to get them voted into the... I don't know why they'd want to go to the ACC. That makes no sense to me. You're going 3,500 miles across the country. If you're going to move, move with all your other teams in the West, and then you guys can all play each other. It's half the Pac-12. You're just going by a new name, and that's basically the Big Ten West. I can see a, I can, the case I make for Cal and Stanford is you got to have more schools that are in a better geographic location so that all those minor schools can play a much more reduced travel schedule. And if you got six of them out there playing each other, then you don't have to have them going all over the country. But until that happens, as you know, there's so many surprises in this thing moving forward. Uh, it, you know, it, it's amazing. And, and you're hearing something about Stanford today I have not heard. The last I heard was, Are we going to go ahead and keep lobbying to get them into the ACC if only one more president's got to flip? But that could change. You're right. That could change.
0: Yeah, day-to-day it could change. Uh, Tim Stout has never changed. He's consistent. You hear him weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. he would show weeknights tape delayed at 6 p.m. on a.m. 730 in the capital city. Timmy, uh, good to hear your voice. We'll talk soon.
1: Absolutely, Bill. Keep up the great work. Talk to you soon.